Steve said, when I drink this, it will make me cool. Laura responds, you go ahead and I'll take my toothpaste that turns me into Janet Jackson. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you. Well, as you can see, we're in the middle of our annual reading around the fireplace of Family Matters Season 5, Episode 8, Dr. Urkel and Mr. Cool. So this week's episode, we're talking about Christmas. And we talked for so long, we decided to split it into two episodes. So about an hour from now, I'll interject again and give this uh, sign-off. And then at a regularly scheduled time, we'll have this part two of this episode. I hope you enjoy and have a very Urkel Christmas. Welcome everybody to the Brick Pit. It is officially the holiday season now, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, dip into all of our favorite and least favorite holiday movies. But first up, let's introduce the panel. I'm of course Jason, and with me is Santa's Union Buster Adam. Hello, Scab, <laughs> <laughs> and Rudolph's connection, Josh. Hello, I know I know where all the reindeer games are played. <laughs> All right, like I said, we're starting off our holiday uh, little season here. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite holiday movies and some of our least favorite holiday movies. I think what we kind of need to do is, you know, Christmas films and all that, they kind of have a different vibe to them than a lot of other films. A lot more sentimentality. I think we we kind of allow that to go a little further in Christmas films. Yeah, I think I, in a weird way, I think there's a there's actually a lower bar for Christmas films in general because there's the there's the implication that you're typically watching with with your family who uh, have terrible taste in films. So <laughs> you, have to, you have to lower the bar a little bit in order to stand to be with them in the same room. Uh, what about you, Adam? I think that's largely true and also to the fact that i'm surprised how how much leeway i give what i ultimately objectively realize are terrible movies um and in fact thinking about talking about this uh episode a little bit i started kind of reviewing in my mind you know the the variety of holiday movies i wanted to bring up and and we can talk about sort of the bad films later but it, it was hard for me to initially come up with bad christmas movies because a the handful that I do truly think are just terrible we avoid anyway, so I just they don't come to mind. But there's actually a couple of movies that I don't think are the worst movies ever made that everyone else in the world does think are the worst movies ever made. So we can talk about those later. But. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. For in order for a Christmas film to be bad, it has to be really bad because, like I said, there's already there's already a built-in sentimentality to the holidays, and it's it's a weird time. It's um. You know, especially as you get older, you start to realize it's more bittersweet. It's more, it's more Mel Gibson and uh, Lethal Weapon than uh, <laughs> <laughs> that scene starts to speak to you more and more as the, as the years go on. <laughs> well, I think a, a big part of it is, like you said, you know, it's these are family films mm-hmm. a lot of the times, not always, but a lot of the times, uh, and you know, yeah kids kind of have a, a much lower bar in, in what is acceptable and everything. We kind of lower ourselves and, and there's, for that reason. At, at like Christmas is 
such a big deal to your childhood, to most people's childhood, or the, the holiday season, that I think, you know, there's a lot of it gets, those films kind of get ingrained into you. And there's, every year it's almost like the older you get, the more you want to you wanna recapture that, that feeling of youthfulness and stuff. So there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into like, comfort films and and yeah. and rewatches well, i think it's a lot like the in almost like food in a way that you pass down more than any other kind of movies that we kind of experience with our families you pass down these movies generation to generation at least in, in my family you know the movies that i watched with my grandmother are the same ones i'm watching with my kids now right and, you know, and not all of them are that great, but some of them, you know, like Charlie Brown Christmas is always going to come up. Mm-hmm. I think in most families, it's going to be uh, a mainstay, for example. I, I think it's interesting you, you bring up the point of food because, you know, just, just coming off, hot off the heels of Thanksgiving, you know, it's like there are those staples of holiday foods that families have. Mm-hmm. And like their absence is noted or somebody does something different, you know. <laughs> right. Don't mess up! Don't mess up the mac and cheese, my friend. <laughs> right, right, and even like like the, the pre-cut spiral ham, you know. Yeah. Uncle Uncle Tim put a different glaze on it this year, and it's like that's like <laughs> there's tension in the house now. It's like what is this pineapple? <laughs> that's funny because literally just moments ago I was going through my Facebook feed and, and noticing like people putting out the fact that. If it's not the canned cranberry sauce, (laughs) (laughs) then it's not Thanksgiving. Like you've ruined it somehow by actually having actual Actual cranberry. Like, yes. Canned cranberry sauce is a, what a weird thing. What it's (laughs) because it's (laughs) like, I'll eat it and, and like, I'll enjoy it on two days of the year. Right. If you serve that to me on any given Thursday, I'd be like, "What is, what is this garbage? This is, this is this is sour Jello. It's all it is. <laughs> You're a monster." Which is a which is very uh, analogous to a lot of the Christmas movies. <laughs> well, it's like it's like it's like fruitcake, you know. It's like eggnog. Yeah, fruitcake and eggnog. Thing? It all it's all it all has this mythos around it that like you know it's just so steeped in the culture. It, it's inescapable. I'll go on the record, by the way, and say fruitcake is awful, and I only give it to my enemies. So, <laughs> so if, you, if you've ever received a fruitcake from me in in your lifetime, I probably still hate you. <laughs> fruitcake is really the only food that can be easily weaponized. <laughs> On like multiple levels. <laughs> like, it's literally a, a crime to bring it across the border. <laughs> it's another one of those foods that if you received it in the mail anonymously, you'd be very worried. <laughs> this, this has ominous undertones. <laughs> I would rather have the jello with the cat food in it from Christmas vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what what do you guys look for in a holiday movie? Hmm. All right. First of all, it's got a, uh, there's two paths to this. The first path is the adult version uh, of things like uh, uh, Christmas Carol. I'm sorry, Christmas Vacation. I spoke there. Uh, 
which is a little too much for young children. There's too much going on there, too much language and other things, right? So that's like a, a rite of passage holiday movie, I guess, which so is Die Hard and 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 those the, the Lethal Weapons and those kind of movies, which are also kind of a rite of passage Christmas movie. So it hits. I like those because they are kind of exclusive to the adults in the house. Mm-hmm. And so that brings me a different kind of joy than the kids' movies. But for the kids' movies version ones, all it has to do is hit some kind of sentimental note for me. That's it. It's either got to make me laugh or it's got to make me feel something or, and, and there, we'll talk, we can talk later about some movies that never, that I've seen recently that never hit that, that bar, but that, that's it for me. It's got, it has to hit at least one sentimental note, which is an, which to Josh's point, that's an unusual requirement for me for a movie. I think for all yes. of those, it, yes. there there are films on on the on my list of films that I like in the holidays that that taken outside of the context of the holiday, I would say were cloying, and I would hate mm-hmm. them because I mm-hmm. I hate that super syrupy kind of sentimentality. Yeah. Yeah. But like you don't want that in Halloween. the thing i was thinking of is if you if you took the same basic Mm storyline and instead of it being overlaid on a christmas environment you did it on valentine's day would you like this movie and the answer for a lot of these is no if if the valentine's holiday was the was the premise i'd be like this is this is horrible (laughs) so basically christmas is the one time a year that we're not grumpy and curmudgeon We, we have so, grumpy and yeah, we have actual empathy for humanity. Well, you know, yeah. people don't totally suck. <laughs> yeah, we we become Ebenezer Scrooge at the end of a Christmas Carol, and then as soon as Christmas overs, we're back to Ebenezer at the beginning. We're, we're we're Scrooge before he pays for the big turkey. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not willing to go to the whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm always uh, already at bar. It, it doesn't take much for me to go humbug either. So. <laughs> I'm bar all year round. <laughs> That's it's like you've dialed nine one exactly at all times. <laughs> Adam has hired a guy he calls Cratchit just so he can just- <laughs> I take I take electric heat out of my house during Christmas so we can only. <laughs> <laughs> just to prove a point. Just, just so I can give somebody a single piece of, of match-like charcoal <laughs> to heat the room. Bob Cratchit would have loved that, too. Some freaking match-light. Like, dang, Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> that light up easy. <laughs> and I can cook on top of it. This is fantastic. <laughs> You're the greatest. He was just, he was just before his time. <laughs> the, the new version of Christmas Carol would be so have like Kingsford as like a sponsor or something. <laughs> this Christmas, make sure your fireplace has Kingsford Matchlight. <laughs> By Diamond Matchbooks and Kingsford <laughs> Charcoal. Weber Grills. Nike, Nike, Nike brand crutches for a Tiny Tim. <laughs> Butterball oh. turkey. Okay, so so maybe maybe we are still a little cynical. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
we we made it ten minutes. <laughs> we went from joy to the world to uh, let it burn <laughs> pretty quick. You know, since we're talking about it anyway, there's uh, I've noticed that all three of us are kind of talking about uh, iterations of Christmas Carol, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this is it seems like a good place to kind of bring up which of those maybe is our favorite and and you know what you like about it. And I, and I see that we, I think we've all talked about Scrooge in the past, and I think you two guys yeah. like it much better than I do, which I don't hate it, but it's because we have taste. Well, uh, yes, I, 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 Scrooge is fantastic. It, it is probably one of the best, if not the absolute best, uh, modernization of that story. Uh, the only reason we don't have it on the list is we did exclude some that we've already talked about. We talked about Scrooge in our uh, Richard Donner tribute episode. All right. We didn't want to get too far into that. And, so. and, and all of that praise remains. <laughs> <laughs> and another so, Donner movie we had to take out that is also a Christmas movie is Lethal Weapon. Right. So my favorite iteration of A Christmas Carol, and in in theme with our uh, overly sappy, is the Disney Christmas Carol with Mickey and... Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck, yeah. and I love it. That is by far my favorite. Not, I don't really like a lot of Disney property stuff like that, that from that era. That what is that? Late eighties, I guess. Mid eighties. Yeah, it's, it's it's before that. Probably seventies, I guess. Seventies. Latest. I don't know. At the yeah. latest, seventies. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. wasn't last year like nineteen eighty five? I don't. <laughs> it's all time is relative at this point for me. But <laughs> I, I'm not a huge fan of that one. That's all. That's my only criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, I really yeah. thought you were teeing up some insightful commentary, but you know, I mean, you know, <laughs> you a, rat, a rat in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just, you just dropped that bucket and ran us. <laughs> How can Scrooge McDuck swim in gold coins? <laughs> That's, That's that a different would, thing. That would kill him. <laughs> <laughs> How do ducks have money? The whole the whole premise is rats don't talk, man. Uh, it's fine. So, it's it's so, a- <laughs> once again, Josh goes for Adam's favorite film. <laughs> well, you know, it is it is it's Christmas. A prison shanking. In it the, is yeah. Podcast. You know. Adam, Adam is weaker than me, so I take him out because I'm, <laughs> I'm not bad enough to take you on yet. <laughs> Adam's, a, Adam's a training ground, so one day okay. I can take you out. I'm, I'm the I'm the henchman rocking around next to the flammable barrels, is what you're saying. Is <laughs> Adam Adam is Darth Maul, right? <laughs> like he, he lasts one film. Like everybody All thinks right. he's bad, and then <laughs> just cut him in half. Mm-hmm. You're like you're like Ahsoka, like you just keep coming back because Filoni for some reason loves you. <laughs> Inexplicably, I, I've been a good friend to him. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that that my favorite iteration of uh, outside of Scrooge though is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. I like that one too. That that and, is a very that's very good. That's with um. My cocaine. My, my cocaine. Yeah. And I, th- I think part of what makes it so great is Kane knows not to try to upstage the Muppets. Mm-hmm. And so he just, he does it straight. And he lets the Muppets do their thing. Well, and know? he's on record as saying that, that that was like the caveat for him doing the film was that he didn't want to ham it up. He wanted to yeah. play it straight. And that's, 
that's something that I think in in some guests of the of the Muppets don't get, but the best ones do is that they they play they they play They're it, the straight man. Yeah, they yeah. play they play it straight to to pieces of felt, and it <laughs> and it it works. Like my favorite um, Muppets film in general is the uh, Great Muppet Caper. Mine too. Yes, and and Charles Grodin like. I'm not even a huge Charles Grodin fan, but like he's such a good actor and his performance is so great that like you buy into he's talking he's romancing Piggy. And that's not <laughs> and that's not Frank Oz with it with his hand up in, 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 the, in the puppet. Like like he he sells it like so well and it like the absurdity never comes across. There's some that People that want to be real self aware, I think that's when the Muppet starts to to not be charming. Yeah, uh, and that's why I think that that uh, that ABC kind of reality show was so bad, is that it was too winking and nodding like, "Hey, look, we're puppets!" Like, yeah, we did, right. You need to make me believe you're not a puppet. Yeah, and no, that but outside of the fact that also like the whole mockumentary thing kind of mm. worn down, and the fact that you know the Muppets. The, the whole thing is that they're actually kind of bad. Right. But, <laughs> but the, Muppet, the Muppet Christmas Carol is great. It's got, it's it's got, fantastic. It's got great songs. Uh-huh. It is, it's a faithful adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I also want to say, you know, there is a, a kind of a magic to the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not a big fan of musicals in general, but I love the Muppet movies. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, most movies I'm pulled out when they get into the musical numbers. I'm not with the Muppet movie. I, I kind of miss their their the Muppet classical retellings, like yeah, um, Treasure Island. And we watch that. Muppet Treasure Island in our house a lot. And again, Tim Curry sells his Long John Silver so well. He he like he takes it seriously enough to tell the story, and then you still have. Fozzie being stupid, you know, yeah. and um, <laughs> the characters still being versatile. right, right, being yeah. um, and, the, and and it's a pretty good adaptation of uh, of Treasure Island. It's it it's smartly done. The, the music's fun, uh, in in both of them. They're they're very enjoyable films. I, I'll I'll always watch the Muppets. I'm not scared. yeah, and like I said, the, the the magic of it is, you know, they've got great sets built for everything. Mm-hmm. They've got great. Muppets like designed everything like the the Ghost of Christmas Past mm-hmm. is this fantastic larger you know Muppet that somebody's actually inside of like Big Bird or the the Gorg, <laughs> uh, and, and it's it's one of those things that I'm always interested in Muppet movies to see you know just how far they go just what crazy stuff they're, right. they're willing to do and and that was um wasn't his son Brian like pretty much. Yeah, running the show then. I know he directed um, Muppet Treasure Island, and it's it's competently directed. It's like Muppets don't need you know partially due to the to the fact of the physical realities. You don't need a lot of like camera movement and cinematography. You just need to kind of set it up so you don't see the dude holding the puppet <laughs> <laughs> and let and let and let the wackiness ensue. Uh, Kevin Smith would do great directing a Muppet film. He could set his camera up, <laughs> let the Muppets work. Uh, Yell cut. Yeah. Click paycheck. 
Kevin Smith needs to direct the remake of Meet the Feebles. <laughs> there is, uh, you know, he's doing a lot of TV now, and he fully admits, like, you know, in television, directors aren't very important. Mm-hmm. So while everyone else is doing stuff, he can just kind of like wander around the set, <laughs> smoke weed, and collect yeah, a paycheck, like, you know, walk next door to the to the burger place that they're filming next to and get a burger or something. He didn't uh, eat meat anymore. I know too much about Kevin Smith, man. Like <laughs> to hold as much hate in my heart takes a lot of work. Like you got you got you got cyberstalk lots of people to hate on. <laughs> they don't they don't appreciate it either. Like when you show up at their house rifling through their garbage, so you know why to hate them. <laughs> they take it personally. Josh gets up every morning, and checks his bookmarks, and. <laughs> <laughs> Let's his drones loose and <laughs> fly over the, their estate. Uh, all right, Adam, what's your favorite? Um, so he said, my, well, I already said mine was that we're waiting on Josh's now. He's got the yeah. way to pay attention there, bud. My, mine is unequivocally 100% have to watch it every year with the family as tradition is the George C. Scott version. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that is a classic. That, that, is, that to for me our is, generation. Yeah, for that's, our generation. That that's the template. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 the, the uh, character that's... design is iconic. Um, like Scrooge borrows a lot from it. Right. Um, I don't even think of that as I think of that as the uh, the movie, and then what we were talking about were the adaptation. Like <laughs> it's right. almost well, it's. <laughs> it, it took me till maybe like five or ten years ago. I finally read the book oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and like the, the that script is almost verbatim mm-hmm. the book uh it, it's it's really really close adaptation david warner like is bob cratchit he is so perfect in that role uh patrick stewart did said, do a christmas carol and it's yeah sucked. he did one man it was for, it was terrible yeah. Yeah. yes but I think anytime you say David Warner, it's pretty much implied that he does a fantastic job. His Jack the Ripper and Time After Time was definitive. <laughs> uh, once again, that's that's that that is one of my top ten movies uh, because oh, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I, I've watched it and it's it's really weird. Like a, a six year old kid should not love that movie as much as I did. That movie <laughs> is amazing. If you have not, if you have not watched Time After Time, it's one of those. I love movies like where you tell people the premise, and they go, "What?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, but it's but it's well constructed. But like, because I remember in in college, uh, a friend of mine um, recommended uh, a, a series of books by Harry Turtledove, and it, he does like alternative history kind of mm-hmm. books, and he's like, "It's World War Two. <laughs> but little green men from from outer space invade, and I was like, that literally sounds like the worst thing ever. But I will read the first book, and I was hooked. Bought That's it, good. bought it a hundred percent. I was like, "That's exactly what would happen if the green men invaded." Harry Turtle. I went through a Harry Turtle. I was a history guy in right. college, and so his his Civil War series, Guns of the South, being the first, mm-hmm. same bit, same time traveling. Nazis and coming back to the South and it's right. it, and it sells a hundred percent. Like you're like, that's absurd. It's the best book ever. Yeah, you're like <laughs> you're like, that's that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> so I want to thank you. You just you just taught me that David Warner was the Cardassian 
And yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I, and I, and I David Warner's got a, yeah. a deep Star Trek history. Man. Yeah, I knew about David the other. Warner is in Star Trek 5 and 6. 6, that's yes. two different. Yeah, I knew he was in 5. I didn't know the other. I didn't know he, he was, was the Cardassian. He was, he was in 6. He was uh, Ch- Chancellor it, Gorkin or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. That, so, I, let's not get on a Star yeah, Trek rip because, it. like, I'm all, I'm all getting riled up now. <laughs> there was no Christmas on the Enterprise, so we're moving on. They had uh, a church, though. <laughs> Depends on which Enterprise you were on. <laughs> so, all right, the standards uh, and practices Enterprise of the 1960s <laughs> demanded, demanded a Christian church. <laughs> So let's let's go ahead and move on the list. I also want to mention that another one we had to take out of the running, uh, probably one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made, uh, Gremlins, because mm-hmm. huh. we we did speak about it and, and horror comedy. Uh, I feel like we talk about the same five movies all the time. Yeah, we do, but, but they're but they're great. I think movies. that's why our numbers are down. <laughs> I swear to God, if they mention Gremlins one more time, why no? Think- Gremlins choose the best. <laughs> You Why monster. do they keep talking about Big Trouble in Little China? Why does this come up? Every <laughs> no, no one says that. <laughs> that's that's gold, Jerry. You can't go wrong with Big Trouble in China. Uh, okay, Adam, what's what's another film on your list? It has changed since having kids, but one of the ones that I always I went through a period where I hated a Christmas story. Because it was so ubiquitous, yes, ever present. Because of the TBS. When did they start doing that? Like ninety six or something? Or? I, 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 yeah, I, no, it was later than that. But yeah. I had, I had a real issue with the the twenty four hours of Christmas story because it did, it did cheapen what I what I felt was a magical film. And now, now yeah. that now that nobody watches regular TV anymore, right. Um, we can go it's, back to love. It's it. come back around. I feel like I like that's. Mm. It was the song you heard too much, but there was something cool about. Like, it was truly the two princesses of its day. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> no, nobody, what, nobody listens to that song now. Let's what I, what I think, what, what I, I will say this: I enjoyed the fact that you would, you'd get up because it started like Christmas Eve, right? And it'd run until, yeah. 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 Okay, so I remember we'd watch it like the first showing. And then we'd get up and we'd do Christmas uh, at my house. Then we'd start going visiting relatives. And it, would and, be it was, and it was like American Graffiti where they were riding around in the car and everybody's listening to the same radio station with the top down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was that kind of like no matter whose house you walked into on Christmas Day, there's that damn movie. <laughs> well, what, what's interesting, though, is that, you know, we, we talked about comfort films <laughs> and it's like that's pretty much – that on loop twenty four hours was the definition because you could yeah. you sit down at any point in that film yeah. and you know just settle. But to me, like I saw that in the movie theater, and that was in my mind to to justify hard truth that I didn't want to uh, to recognize. <laughs> and if you are below the age of twelve, you need to stop listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Like Gremlins is a big spoiler to the 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 Santa Claus disappointment that's in that lies ahead the the train tunnel of <laughs> all children's <laughs> lives. Um, Every bit of this is going to get edited out. I don't even know why we're talking right now. <laughs> if, if you're going to re-listen if, to this, and you're going to be like, 
somebody's going to have this podcast on going over to grandma's house and then we're all going to get sued. <laughs> a, no, not, B, I did a warning. I said, okay. hey, if you're 12 or below, <laughs> skip ahead. <laughs> anyway, so like A Christmas Story is pretty much in the, the Santa spoiler zone. But like in my mind, I would rationalize that the different universes of films, sometimes Santa existed, sometimes didn't. Yeah. So um, I don't uh, get that because I because it because no because the magic I disagree with that about a Christmas story because the the conclusion of the end of the film the narrator gets it and the audience gets it but any child watching it doesn't get it my kid I, didn't get it. I got it well, <laughs> <laughs> that's I why I had, I had to invent reasons for it for me not to get it. Uh, oh right I, I, I mean I, I, I'm lost I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, what, what, Jason, what are you trying to say, Jason? When a when a mommy and daddy love each other very much, <laughs> kids, kids tune back in. It's about to be good. <laughs> but so for me, it came back around. To your point, I guess there is a little bit of that, and I don't know if you like. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I don't know if you like the Tim Allen a Christmas. Uh, what's this Christmas movie called? The, the Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. The one where he murders Santa Claus and usurps yeah. his power. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> Love it. It, 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 um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's gag. Yeah, it's good series. I, I I actually thought the the gag with like in the sequel where there was like the Mrs. Claus and it was like right. it was like a clause in the, in the Con- yeah in, in the, the contract. contract. Yeah, I like like I totally bought that. I was like, hey, yeah, there probably is. Surprise, <laughs> Josh. He- he, he thought they'd run out of the clause puns. <laughs> and then there's but, another one. But there's another clause coming right at you. The- Speaking <laughs> of which, I, I, I'll, let me just interject before we get back. Where does A Nightmare Before Christmas fall? Is uh, it Halloween? The- is it Christmas? Or is it both? Oh, I, I can tell you, right? I, I have, I've had this discussion many times. A Nightmare Before Christmas falls into the category of worst movies ever made. That's it. (laughs) Do not tell my wife that. We are going to get an email about that. It is a a movie that I will not watch. If I see it on, I will turn it off. I will find some other thing to do because I cannot stand that movie. Hate it. Really? Hate it. It's one of the few movies that I truly big H hate. A, Y, and B, you didn't really answer my question, though. It's a Halloween <laughs> movie. It's it's definitely a Halloween movie, in my opinion. But it's about Christmas. It's about crap is what it's about. But it's a... It's <laughs> what is your beef with... How can you hate I that movie? I Well... I hate start, them skeletons. Well, here's the thing. You start out in a universe where Tim Burton's making movies that I already hate. You hate you, all Tim Burton movies? No, I hate all of the... All of his claymation style children's oriented movies. Here's a secret: he didn't direct it. <laughs> was he involved Look, with it? He wrote the poem that it was based on. Okay, well, it, and, yeah, and these whatever. are all very much. When you see like you know Steven Spielberg's, and then it's like executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, <laughs> this, this <laughs> he, is a Steven did. Spielberg's gremlin situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that, so that, that now, now that we washed our hands of that. <laughs> well, sure, I'll concede the point, but the 
Nevertheless, I just I don't like it. <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of friends who love all things Tim Burton and all things Nightmare Before Christmas, and I guess those are different things now that I know that. But I, I don't. We'll we'll say it's in the Burton verse, but I, you still have given yeah. valid criticism. I just don't like that style of movie, like just the way it looks. I don't like the storytelling. I They're don't not like the actually moving; they're puppets, right? So oh. it's like <laughs> it's, it's a lie upon lie. I, I, I wasn't prepared to have this conversation, so I'm not, I'm not as erudite as I typically would be. But I went on Google Maps. There is no Halloween town. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 was, I will say it? this. It's it's not his best film. Uh, I, I'm not a particular fan of the music, um, as, as many people yeah. are. But what saves the whole film for me is when all the monsters are trying to create Christmas gifts and they're so sincerely like behind this and they're making like these horrible monstrosities to give children and they're all smiles because they think they're doing just like the greatest thing ever they're like we're doing Christmas and they're making like you know horror show that to me is is hilarious just their, their utter sincerity in their failure because it's like life man all you do is you try to make christmas but you're just making something horrible that a kid's mm-hmm. going to talk about 20 years from now to their therapist mm-hmm. nightmare mm-hmm. before uh, christmas <laughs> <laughs> I, I i do want to back up so one we can get out of this conversation because <laughs> this hole keeps getting dig- uh, deeper and deeper uh but also going back to the Christmas story, because, you know, you said it earlier, Adam, you know, there's the the Christmas movies that kind of hit you as an adult and the other mm-hmm. hit you as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think a Christmas story is one of those. And we've had this conversation before, uh, not on the podcast, though, that a Christmas story is definitely Christmas from the eyes of a child. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very much I think that's why, you know, my uh, sister-in-law, like, asked my brother and I while we. Because we have it on on Christmas, like, you know, most people put on mm-hmm. Christmas carols or whatever music in the background. Like we a do that log. At, yeah, we, we do that as, at, at Christmas. Uh, and she's like, why do you guys watch this? Like, it is real to life. It's mm-hmm. about some jerk kid mm-hmm. wants something for Christmas. <laughs> and that, that's the movie. He doesn't yeah. learn a lesson. <laughs> right. <laughs> in, in, fact, about- in fact, all of his, all of his mischievous nonsense gets paid off in the end because he gets what he wants. Like yeah, right. it's the opposite right. of learning a lesson. He learns that like yeah. do all the crappy stuff. And your parents, are still, <laughs> your parents, yeah. your parents still don't want to hear about it anymore. Right. So still... They've already bought it. <laughs> and this is before you can take stuff back. But yeah, I mean, it, it's <laughs> it, it, there's no spiritual message or anything like that. It's it's a real look at how Christmas works for a kid. And she completely dismissed that. And then, like, the next morning when my niece comes down, she's, like, eight years old. And she's, like, Ralphie's little brother under the Christmas tree. Oh, that's right. mine. That's mine. That's, that's mine. mine. That's, 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 one. Mine. that's mine. I, I, So, you know, like Josh said, it, it came back around for me after I had not seen it. There was a period of time where I was off to, to grad school and college and whatever, and we weren't doing Christmas like that. Mm-hmm. That's code for in prison. <laughs> well, you know, what are the other? I, I was at Rikers Island uh, Graduate School for for, for five to life. <laughs> and when I had my I own kid. I graduated on good behavior. On good behavior. <laughs> with, a, with a degree in overcrowding release. That was the <laughs> That was my <laughs> 
when Who I had says my own we're kid, cynical? <laughs> we started watching it again. But of course, I, I didn't even have cable then, so we were doing it on DVD or streaming or whatever. But I would, I would, because I'm, because this constant pursuit of holiday nostalgia, we would just watch it on repeat on streaming, over and over. And, and my daughter would would complain constantly, which made me want to do it even more, of course. But it hits differently when you have your own kid because. You, you, even though it's told from the perspective of the kid, everything the parents do or say, my, <laughs> yes. my mom hasn't had a hot meal in 15 years makes me laugh every time I hear it. Yes. Every time. <laughs> every, every that will joke will never not be funny to well, me. Well, it, <laughs> it, it hit, it, uh, it's a comedy, but it is, it's incredibly true to life. <laughs> the, the, the nerdy kid that gets picked on and finally just like, that switch gets flipped and he starts like whomping on that kid. <laughs> um, it's like, I've seen that happen. I and had it, that happen and to then, me. Right. <laughs> and then uh, you should have been bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> and then lying and saying that your friends taught you all those words that you taught them. <laughs> and like, and listening to them getting, to them getting wailed getting on, on the phone. <laughs> And not even really feeling any guilt about it. Right. <laughs> like, and the thing with the coming go with the phone. You knew I was a snake when you brought me in here, Flick. You knew. And it's, and it's the same whenever the teacher said, "Now I know that the guilty party." And then you know, now he's looking around like, "Who could oh, it be?" I love, <laughs> yeah, I love that bit because my my niece has done that same thing. When you tell her not to do something, and then she tries to be cool about it. <laughs> Well, well no, yeah, just the the pole with Sarah McGavin, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and there, you know, his it's his dad. He's trying to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of connect with his dad, but also try and stay out of his dad's anger. <laughs> <laughs> with one one of my best moments of being a parent is when uh, I think it was last year when we watched it, and my oldest finally understood the except I didn't say fudge. <laughs> oh, that's funny! Like, I was like, they like, uh huh." She was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and she, and she just she just died laughing. That's yeah. great. That's a real that's a real rite of passage. I think is yeah. when you're all because that that shows you've gone. You're getting closer to the understanding all the the inside jokes, I guess. Which is, it's it. I don't know if it's the same for you, Josh, but it it it's like bittersweet when your kid starts to get that like get the get those jokes and whatnot. So, but uh, anyway, that, yeah, that's for our other podcast, Sad Dads. Sad Dads. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah. You know this podcast we just, started. This we just listened to cats in the cradle for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the podcast. <laughs> Another week, guys. Cats in the you, cradle, you know, Josh. You joke, but you know we started the bricked pit on a whim based on a throwaway <laughs> comment, and here you are saying that. And I'm like, man, I could I could really rock out on some sad dad's podcast. This fall on Fox. It's going to be our spinoff series. <laughs> we're replacing the hate box with sad dad. I'll, 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 I'll tell you. I'll tell you a quick story of how my life has changed over the years. So when I was in college. Uh, one day I was going, I loved the mall. I, I worked in the mall in high school and stuff. I was a big mall rat. So I was going to the mall and there was this dude standing on like a planter outside the mall and he was singing 
cats in the cradle, like to no one in particular, just as loud as he could. And uh, and I rushed inside and started like laughing because it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And then now I'm like I'm like half a day away from that at any given point. <laughs> just standing uh, are you saying that, that at some point you're gonna hit a time warp and you're gonna be the old dude standing in front of the mall. <laughs> That cat in the cradle is the younger you. That's that's time. that's our that's the first episode of Sad Dads. It's a, it's like a <laughs> Twilight Zone. <laughs> some some machete fun. stuff going on. Yeah, they, they're all the same. It starts out with like you being young and then being old and realizing and being oh the old guy was me the whole time. <laughs> Uh. I should have turned the thermostat up. What was <laughs> Money doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> Christmas. All right, Jason, you gonna save us? <laughs> no, you so, don't. Ga- Gavin McLeod is like the is the dad of all. Dads. He is man. He he was Adam Sandler's dad. He was he it, was Colt Check, wasn't he? Nick Colt Check the night. Yeah, man, uh-huh. what a great show. What a yeah. that was fantastic. Ahead of its time, too. But yeah, that's, yeah like that's neither here nor there. No. Yeah. I, I'm going to say just so we can kind of segue in because I think this is a nice connection. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. because that is one of those where it's the, the comedy is about having to put up with your family at Christmas. Yes, it's it's. It's pretty honest in um, that's what I like about all the vacation films is that it really strips away the um, it, loving family. Yeah, well, yeah, it, the, <laughs> the, the, it, it takes the rose-colored glasses off. It's like going on vacation with your family. You love them, but you're all stuffed in a car together. You're going to want to murder each other. <laughs> and, and it's like you're on it. Like with Christmas vacation, it's like my parents are coming. Beverly's parents are coming. That's, you know, worlds colliding. That is because you got a bunch of old people that are set in their ways. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what a recipe. And all, and all Clark wanted was he he was, he was wanted that cloying, sentimental Christmas yes. that, that only that, exists in movies. <laughs> that, that's always Clark's motivation. He yes. wants that picture book family vacation. And he never gets it, and it drives the, the, him insane. The closest he comes to is when he's in the attic watching the old film. Yes, mm-hmm. yep. and, and we see how that works out for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and there's the, the nice little bit, like he's looking back at you know remembering those things that he did as a kid and all that kind of stuff. And he talks to his dad, like, "How did you do it?" And his dad's like, "Yeah, you know, help from Jack Daniels." <laughs> like it's. You know, and, <laughs> you, and, you put man, yourself that, out there for your family to have this good time. That's that's a hundred percent reality. Yeah. So like, <laughs> eggnog my, was invented as yeah. a delivery mechanism for booze. That's, <laughs> that's all. My, my father-in-law, like the day before I got married to my wife, uh, he and I had to go like check, make sure the rehearsal dinner space was all together, or whatever. And I was like, hey, about to get married, you know. You've been married for a long time. Stuff. So do you have any? You have any advice for me? And he looks over at me and goes, "She's your problem now." (laughs) 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 
It's a hundred percent true. So it was very much a, a, a Clark's dad moment. It's like <laughs> I got I got drunk to deal with this. <laughs> I, I also love the fact that like you know the cousin Eddie mm-hmm. part of it. You know because there is always that person. If that you, you don't want to see, but yes. it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't have a cousin Eddie in your family, you in fact may be cousin Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I that in in certain situations I'm the cousin Eddie. <laughs> for the Halloween, we always do um, every year for Halloween. My wife wants us to do some kind of family uh, themed costumes, and I play along, and we always have a good time. This year was Christmas as our christmas theme as a halloween costume so she went as cousin eddie and nailed it <laughs> it was perfect i went as marv from home alone and my daughter went as bruce willis uh from die hard with the and we bought her a the wig with the with the receding hairline and got her the wife beater with the blood all over it it was great it was <laughs> that, that's not really a theme though we were christmas we were christmas <laughs> movies we were all christmas movies the theme was christmas movies Next Halloween, we're going to talk about ill-executed Halloween ideas <laughs> for costumes. And this is going to be Exhibit A. Fine. <laughs> like, fine, fine. you should have yeah. gone as the grandpa from that movie, though. We like to expand our uh, universe of ideas. That's too esoteric for for <laughs> for, for Halloween. If you think that's esoteric, one year we, our, our theme was uh, Kiss. And my daughter went as Gene Simmons. Okay. My my wife went as a Hershey's Kiss. No, she went as a mime because she was a French Kiss, and I went as the Kiss of Death. So I was the Grim Reaper with a scythe. So <laughs> that's esoteric. <laughs> you see, the thing is with with video, Josh, is that face doesn't translate over radio. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners know what face I'm making. It. They, can just, they can just look in a mirror. If they subscribe to our emails, we've just sent that face. That's, that's a bonus. Look. That's right. If you want to, if you want to see the face so, Josh just made, so I assume y'all only went to like three houses because you had to go through that spiel at every house. Oh, no, no, no. What, what are y'all supposed to be? We're never invited <laughs> anywhere. No, we. <laughs> well, that's, that's the we glory of trick or treating. We, we yeah. don't trick. We don't trick or treat either because people just throw things at us. So we just stay home and. <laughs> no, the way it works is see, we are the candy givers, and in order to receive the candy from us, you have to listen to the spiel. That's the way it works. <laughs> that's the, it's there, a, it's a there captive are, audience. <laughs> there are urban legends about your house. <laughs> I would rather go to a Scientologist's house than to have to go through that. They at least give you pizza before they lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think right now is probably a good time to uh, celebrate Christmas through commercialism. All right. Now we're back. Uh, we're still talking about Christmas movies. So Barely. Uh, yeah, barely. We need to put There's barely a lot of editing in this. Yeah, we need so. we need to put barely in all of our t- titles. We talk about <laughs> biopics, kinda. <laughs> the plan was yeah. to talk about dot dot dot. <laughs> all right, Josh. So you got a, another film on your list? Yes, I'm going to go controversial because um, I doubt it. Uh, this film doesn't get a lot of love because it's terrible. We'll see. It's already it's already started. I don't feel that strong. I'm just giving you a hard time. 
I absolutely, totally love Jingle All the Way. I, I think it is it is it is grown in appreciation in recent years. I think I think as the the people who saw it as children have grown up, uh, I do think there's been a lot of people who reevaluated it mm-hmm. in a positive manner. It's it's much like Last Action film. Hero. Yes, it is the last action hero of Christmas films. <laughs> but it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad. I'm unapologetic fan of Sinbad. I will fight anybody, anytime, anywhere over Sinbad. As a hill I will die on. See, now I'm getting that look from you, Adam. <laughs> Sinbad is a national treasure. I didn't say anything. He should be in more films. Any film would be enhanced with even a single scene of Sinbad freaking out. He's he's one of the best. He's one Sin- of the best go berserk guys in the business. Sinbad and Gary Sneeze in a World War II uniform. You got yourself a good movie right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I don't. I think the horse is dead, man. <laughs> It's, it's just painful to watch. <laughs> but but I would watch a Gary Sinise Sinbad World War Two. <laughs> uh, oh. With the ghost of Don Knotts. That's right. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I think Jingle All the Way is another one of those films that is very much I think parents can kind of relate to. Because mm-hmm. it is about a dad trying to get it, it's the this the switch of a Christmas story. It's the dad trying to get the kids toy that he wants. That's very astute the, observation. Yeah, it is very much from the from the adult point of view of trying to provide for your children that magical experience, and then like, but it know, does have the sentimental ending, right? But but as an adult, like you can yeah. you can totally understand like what. The hell's Turbo Man? I don't uh-huh. <laughs> sure, surely I can pop down to Target and they'll. What do you mean they've been sold out for six months? Uh-huh. <laughs> like that? Did you did you ever have that experience with a thing? We did once. Oh, oh! I, I Josh carves um, his kids' presents out of wood he finds in the backyard, <laughs> an old pine cone, and they're grateful I, for I, it. I tell my children that they're terrible and just give them coal every year. It's <laughs> Kingsford. Cool. <laughs> you can smell the lighter fluid. Kingsford. Bob Cratchit approved. <laughs> um, no, but I and, and I'll ask everybody this. This is kind of I feel like every like kind of like a Christmas memory that everybody has is that disappointment of not getting the thing uh, that they uh-huh. wanted. <laughs> Jason probably knows what I'm talking about because it's like I'm 44 We've years old. We've talked about this. Yeah, and I and I still I'm still a little salty about it, and, <laughs> and it comes up every year. And and, my, and the story's changed over the years of why I didn't get this. Uh, so <laughs> first, it was your dad is a POW in Vietnam. I was like, well, he's right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> I was born. Then it was that's not your dad. <laughs> 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 so there was this thing it was called Clyde's Car Crusher tell me how redneck this is it was it was like a car crushing facility and you made little cars out of aluminum foil and you crushed them up <laughs> and like that was like 
I, I've there's only like one picture of it on the internet. I swear to God, it's like it doesn't. It's like some kind of like retconned out of existence thing. <laughs> Mandela effect. Yes, and, and my mom says that 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 like they didn't sell it for something because like it's like why would they stop selling this? It's not like that it's dangerous. <laughs> they ran Kid. out of the lead. They were making it out of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that was all I wanted. And I and I probably asked for it for like three or four years in a row, uh, and I never got it. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. And then see, but then it's like you become an adult, and then the internet's invented, and, <laughs> and eBay and all this stuff. And you're like, hey, and maybe this is why I don't like people that are like toy collectors as adults because like they st- they get what they want, and I still don't get what I want. <laughs> I've I've still to this day not found Clyde's car crusher. Um, there, uh, like I said, there's a, there's like a picture on like this GeoCities looking website. It's like <laughs> toys you don't remember from the eighties. And there's like this grainy photo out of a Sears catalog. The only proof it even existed. Mine was a car related thing too. It was the Hot Wheels car wash that came with cars that changed colors depending on the temperature of the water you used. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like three years in a row, I asked for this thing and then uh, never never happened and it affects you like <laughs> i don't know I was I, I'm, I'm pretty seven. sure i'm pretty sure your parents would have bought it for you if only they loved you that's true <laughs> that's the implication <laughs> well, then there, and then there's a time where, like it's like you you'll inevitably tell that story and so i'd be like oh man i got that for like christmas like do you yes. right, man oh <laughs> you like yes. no I, I i know we've been friends for like 10 years but uh you're not uh you're not invited to the next Christmas party. <laughs> we the first year I asked for it, we would always go over to my uh, cousin's house for Christmas dinner. Cousin Eddie, and and he got it same age as me. He got it for Christmas, <laughs> and I didn't. Like insult to injury, like we're at, like it's we're out playing with it at Christmas dinner, and I could see how much fun it really truly was. <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't just in my imagination. Like I was holding it in my hands, and it was like time to go home. And I was like, oh. And he abused it, didn't didn't care for it. Like, Jeeves, Jeeves, place this with the other car watches. I'm gonna say mine, and I, I've told Josh about this, and, and another friend of ours named Topher. Uh, he had the best reaction to it, but I, I wanted a, a transformer. I didn't care which one because I know you kind of have to be scattershot on this sometimes. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted transformers the early days when they were still die cast. And then, you know, like I, I overheard my grandmother say that she had got me one of those robots. <laughs> and and I opened it up and it was a go bot. <laughs> yeah, it was our, our buddy Topher had the best. Reaction to it is like, man, that's asking for a Nerf football and getting foam rubber. <laughs> it's like basically the same yeah. thing. <laughs> that that's the other disappointment, and it's it's always it's typically grandma that like I got you a Nintendo, and it's like the fifty games in one from CVS. It's like got like <laughs> Pong and all, like and like you know you can't tell grandma like it's like she's trying. That that that's what Christmas teaches you is to 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 lie about your disappointment to your family. <laughs> Just swallow it, it down. It, it helps when you become a sad dad. <laughs> no, that sees great. That's <laughs> sad dad premiering in twenty twenty two. 
Jason will voice the robot car on Sad Dad. <laughs> Which Journey song would you like to listen to, Sad Dad? <laughs> Don't stop believing. <laughs> what? I don't know why he didn't send the Urkelbot to the interview and instead went himself when he was Urkel. That's just what's in the script, Adam. I'm sorry. Oh, so that was part one of the Christmas episode. Uh, that was something, wasn't it? We're going to get back to uh, reading our Family Matters scripts as we do every Christmas, and we'll see you on the next episode.